welcome back to a sort of Star Wars podcast, a podcast that's sort of about Star Wars and sort of about everything else, and today is definitely about Star Wars, and today we definitely have with us the one, the only, Guacamole! Hello, everyone! <laughs> nice, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me again. Have you ever been on a podcast before? Never. First you know, time. Proper etiquette <laughs> is to never yeah. interrupt someone when they're saying your name for a long time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wow. Uh, anyways, today is another segment of Attack of the Clones, number three. This is a sort of Star Wars podcast. This is where the fun begins. Wrap it up, fuzzball. I feel the force. Um, and so we're talking, we're focusing on, uh, minutes 22 to 33 and, uh, we're just so in, in case nobody has, uh, been listening, what we're doing is since it's the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones, we are every other week talking about, or every other episode talking about Attack of the Clones and watching 10 minutes or 11 minutes of it and really diving in deep. Yeah, ma'am. All right. So when we where we left off, right? Um, they were tracking that bounty hunter, and they're running to the club, and to the club, to the club. And Obi Wan is trying to give Anakin some advice about be smart. You know, don't yes. don't just go running and screaming. Where's that person? Be smart about him. Um, Good there was foreshadowing. Yeah. So there's a little quote here at the beginning where they walk into the club where obi-wan says why do i get the feeling you're gonna be the death of me so of course we know that he is gonna be the death of him did we know before revenge of the sith that obi-wan and anakin fight and that's how anakin dies no well dies um okay so we didn't really know that interesting somebody i guess george maybe george knew it i don't know I wonder how far ahead of time he knew what he was going to do for these movies. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe he just winged it scene well, by scene. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It's like, okay, we did that. Now, um, what should we do next? <laughs> uh, I'm not really a, much of a director myself, but I think he probably didn't do that. <laughs> um, And Anakin says Obi-Wan is the closest thing he has to a father. Which I'm surprised he did use the word father there. I mean, that's... Because they reference each other as brothers later. Right, right. Yeah. And that's what okay. we were always brothers. That was, my best, this. that was my best Dom impression. Oh, that's, that's actually pretty good. That's what we were brothers. It always turns into Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> that's what we were brothers. <laughs> I can't do impressions at all. No, that one was actually pretty good. Okay, okay, good, 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 good. This club scene is pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Some scaly clad women. It's like it's like I'm watching a Fast and Furious right now. I know, honestly. <laughs> Wait, is yours playing? Because mine is not. No, mine is not. No, I paused okay, it because okay. I thought I saw Chris Evans here in the foreground. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Just Captain America making a little galaxy trip. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's funny. It does look like him. Um, I like this scene as we go through it because you get like the football and the track race and mm -hmm. 
hoth scene snowmobile and whatever's happening over there well that's pod racer is that what you're talking about the one on the left yeah the far left that's snow yeah i oh yeah it is a pod racer um but yeah i like it i bet that's malastair they're pod racing on malastair very fast very dangerous very fast (laughs) that's what qui-gon says yes i'm the only human that can do it that's what what anakin says That was a great impression. <laughs> I'm the only human guy that can do it. <laughs> Are you an angel? <laughs> I hear the deep space pilots talk about them. Yeah. So it is like a cool, oh, yeah, like it it's like a sports club. Sports yes. club? Sports what do they bar. call this? Sports bar. Yes, that's what it is. I go into so many. It's hard for me to keep the verbiage correct. <laughs> sports ball club. <laughs> uh, so they're chit-chatting. They're figuring out what they're going to do here with... Uh, it's a changeling. Yeah. And so um, they split up. Anakin's to go look for the changeling and Obi-Wan's going to go have a drink. I noticed something here. I was going to let it play, but then I noticed something. Um, as Anakin is walking through the bar, he, he waves to somebody, right? This uh, Twi'lek with the pink skin. Yeah. But who's right behind him? That guy in the blue suit? Yeah. Do you know who that is? It's Ahmed Best, the actor who plays Jar Jar. Nuh-uh. Yeah, that's him right there. Really? Yeah. I recognize him. That's like, oh, funny. yeah, it's definitely him. I never noticed Aww, that before. Oh, look at him making an appearance <laughs> as himself. <laughs> and, of course, we have the classic line here. Do you want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> you don't want to buy me. Or you don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. Death sticks. I don't know how many times in my actual life I've used the the phrase, <laughs> you want to go home and rethink your life. <laughs> um, we get a classic Obi-Wan maneuver. It's only oh, classic yeah. because we've seen it in A New Hope. Obi-Wan goes to the bar for a drink and it ends up cutting someone's arm off. <laughs> well, we think the girl is in pursuit of Anakin the way that oh, the filming yeah, that's is true. done for sure. We're, right. We're getting like up close shots of Anakin, of Anakin walking, and it looks like this uh, changeling is walking closely behind him. And getting her blaster ready. Yeah. Yeah. And turns out that she's not behind Anakin. She's behind Obi-Wan. And he's like, no! I won't allow it. Let me cut off it. your arm like I do in many a bar. <laughs> oh, there's Ahmed hey, again. Hey, look, there he is again. I wonder who that girl is. Like, I wonder if that girl is like a, just like some random director. Well, I wonder that as well. If they're putting him there, I wonder who the other girl is with the yeah. orange fingertips. Um. Okay, so Obi-Wan cuts the girl's hand off. Not her whole arm like he does in A New Hope, but he cuts her hand off. Right. And uh, they head outside to see, to see what's what. I also like that Anakin said nothing like it's okay jedi business right like everyone's like oh okay yeah the jedi are always in here cutting people up <laughs> so i'll accept that as an answer yeah it's jedi business don't worry about it um here's the thing it's the consider this molly okay yeah in the future we have a certain amount of technology that uh-huh. when someone falls into lava 
they can uh-huh. still survive and be put in a suit and live for many years later. Yeah. But certain people, I guess, get their hand cut off and they're like almost dead. Yeah. <laughs> like this person is like dying because her hand is cut off. Yeah. It's weird. And also like, like if you think about a lightsaber, you're right. not going to bleed out. Right. Like that thing is going to singe everything. So you're just going to feel a lot feel of pain, it? but you ain't bleeding out. Okay. So you would feel a lot of pain. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Which maybe that's why she's acting like that. Like maybe she's like in shock, shock. and just like in tons and tons of pain. Yeah. Uh, so they're interviewing this girl. They're playing good cop, bad cop, I guess. Um, Anakin's anger. <laughs> Obi-Wan's like, uh, who hired you? And Anakin's like, tell us now. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, He gets really close in there. And she doesn't like fight him. I mean, I feel like she was like. She never like acted like she wasn't going to give up the information. You right. know what I mean? Obviously, she knows these Jedi mean business. They cut her part of her body off. Right. Um, she's just about to give it up when she gets shot in the neck. Um, by the boobs. Yeah, and I did. Oh no! By Jango. Jangs. The Jangs. The Jangs. <laughs> I did Google this. We shot it, Slimo. Yeah. It means bounty hunter slime ball. I thought Slimo meant slime ball because yeah. Anakin says it on Tatooine. Yeah. And I think Sebulba says it too, doesn't with, he? Yeah, they're like talking about it with Sebulba, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, bounty hunter slime ball. I that's what it said in this website. So it says She's it's, speaking Hatties, uh, isn't she? Yeah. How did you know that? Oh, I just know things. <laughs> You're so knowledgeable. <laughs> no, they talk about it a lot in uh, the books that I'm reading. Oh, uh, okay. So is Hutties, uh, why is it called Hutties? Is it... the Huts. Right. But they don't, oh, they come from Hal Hutta. Is that what it is? So I guess that makes sense. I was like, well, their name is Hut. Their their language doesn't make sense to be called Hutties oh. if their language, I mean, if their name, like nobody names a language off out off of a person, so it seems weird. True. But, um, so we get a scene cut here to the Jedi Council, and they're saying we got to get Amidala off of here, off of this planet, mm-hmm. um, and we got to find out who's trying to kill her. And for some reason, they think it's smart to give their most impressionable. Padawan, the most powerful, impressionable Padawan, who already clearly has emotional and female connection issues. They're going to give him his first assignment, which is taking Amidala, one of the most beautiful people in the galaxy, to her (laughs) home planet of Naboo and watch over her. Do you think that they're setting him up? Like it's a test? Testing him. That seems like a bad idea. I but mean, it just seems weird. Like, why would they do that unless either Palpatine is clouding their vision for the dark side because this is all part of Palpatine's plan hmm. or they're doing it as a test to see if he can truly navigate his feelings as a Jedi. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many Jedi who probably could do this instead of him. And True. nine of them are sitting here on this council. And like... 
does she need a Jedi to watch over her? She's got like a small army and she's on yeah. her home planet. Like people there right. will protect her. Why does right. she need a Jedi? Anakin will be better off seeing how Obi-Wan tracks down right. the bounty hunter. And in multiple sure. occasions, we know that he could use a second person's help. So, Right. Is another... that Plo Koon? It is. We got Plo Koon, Mace Windu, Mace Window, because uh, that's what he dies from, open window, and Yoda and Kiado Mundi. Kiado Mundi. He's worried about the. <laughs> What's that line? What about the Wookiee? Oh, I don't remember the line now. It's. Yeah. I think it's Revenge of the Sith. He talks about what about the Wookiee attack on Kashyyyk. I think it's like his like famous line. Nobody's worried about the Wookiees except him. Um, well, then there's like four books written about it. So he got his time. <laughs> about him? Katamundi? About Kashyyyk. Oh, 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 oh. Um. <clears throat> so Anakin's supposed to go to Palpatine and ask like him to convince Amidala to get her to go. I I do not understand how the Jedi Council <laughs> does not sense anything about Palpatine. Right. Yeah. It doesn't. Maybe that just shows how powerful he is. I guess. Maybe. So there was an interesting line here. I thought uh, where Palpatine says, "Your patience has paid off" because he's getting his first assignment. Mm. And um, Anakin says, your guidance more than my patience. As far as we knew, this was like the first time that, I mean, this is only the second time we've seen these two people together. True. At the very end of Phantom, Phantom Menace, uh, Palpatine's like, I will be watching your career with great interest. And yes. then we jump to this and he says, your guidance more than my patience. So how much guidance has Palpatine mm been giving anakin over the years that we don't know about um a lot more than what we know apparently right i mean they seem very familiar with each other very comfortable with each other yeah Um, and like i can really see palpatine in this scene start to like um he wants to like tell anakin that he knows more than anakin thinks he knows about like the force and jedi and stuff like that but he's like walking a line that's like I can't say too much or then he'll like start to suspect me of something bad, but I'll just plant just enough so that he, he sees me as someone that uh, could be helping him out to become a better Jedi and just overall encouragement. What's that? Do you notice his walk here is very Darth Sidious? Yes. With his hands up and Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, he's basically just encouraging Anakin, saying, you know, I can see you becoming even more powerful than Master Yoda. Right. Anakin doesn't really need any um, issues boosting his pride, I don't feel like. No, no. he He's very angry and very prideful. Yeah. Comes through a lot in the next couple of minutes. And we got Mason, Obi-Wan, and Yoda talking about the same thing, about how uh, Anakin is prideful. He's really good. But he's prideful. And um, Yoda's like, that's an issue we're seeing more and more with these Jedi. Too sure of themselves. And is he talking? Like, it looks like he's looking directly at Obi-Wan. Yeah. I don't know if he's talking about him or if he's thinking of something else. I don't know. But all right. So we get a new scene here. um, And it's Padme getting ready uh, to leave. 
She's not happy about it. She's filling in Jar Jar. Jar Jar's going to uh, be in her place in the Senate while she's gone. Her representative. He's not a senator. He's just a representative. Representative Binks. Yeah. Um, which, come on. There's got to be a better option, right? I don't know. But he is from Naboo. Yeah. So. Very true. Very true. Very true. Um, I did see a quote the other day. Uh, I think it's Padme that says it. Um, and it's something like, it was like on a t-shirt and it was like, without Jar Jar, none of this would be possible. And I, th- I think that's what the line is in Phantom Menace, something like that, uh, where she's talking about like Jar Jar is the link between, you know, the Gungans and oh, the Naboo yeah, people. True. And the Gungans are the only reason they win that battle out in like the fields against the droids. Because right. Jar Jar is the one that convinces them. Well, more or less. He was a link between them. Right. Um, so I th- there must be a line there somewhere. I was like, ah, oh, it's a good t-shirt. Without Jar Jar, none of this would be possible. But he really is the link to this whole story. <laughs> Without Jar Jar, Palpatine wouldn't have been put in his position either as a dictator or whatever. Which is why I think that Palpatine is somehow manipulating the council to have Anakin go with mm. Padme. Right. Yeah, it probably is part of his plan to get Amidala out of there because she's the only one that seems to, when she comes back and he has all the power... Uh, and they become like an empire or whatever. She's like, this is how liberty dies. Like she seems to be the right. only one that's sensible enough to see what's happening. Right. And then <clears throat> this is where we see just how young little <laughs> Anakin really still is. Yes. Yes. You would think that like growing up as a slave with very minimal uh, things in your life and lots of restrictions and rules, I'm sure. And uh would teach you some like um well, s- patience uh would teach you some like uh life isn't fair kind of lessons yeah <laughs> but he doesn't seem to realize that i think he's been told too well, many times that I he's wonder... the chosen one so yeah well and like i wonder if he Sorry, I like lost my train of thought because the chosen one made me think of Harry Potter. And mm-hmm. like Anakin doesn't have Hermione to like hit him over the head and right, put him in right. his place. No, but um he like I wonder if he left so he left slavery thinking he was being freed. Right. And essentially was just put in a different kind of Right. Not slavery, in a different kind of very restrictive setting. Right. He went from one restriction to another. And so I wonder if he's just like he still feels like he's never free. Right. Like there's just different things that he's not allowed to do now. Right. Um, nobody owns him, but I guess he could technically leave the Jedi Order and do whatever he wanted. Right. Um, who knows what that would be. But uh, yeah, there's just like you do feel like he feels like there's a lot of restrictions on him. Yeah. Um, and so and I think he thought that going with the Jedi was going to free him. Right. Right. And it did, but didn't. Yeah. The Jedi are a little strange that way. Um, yeah. Controlling, kind of. Yes. Um, so he goes on this little rant about Obi-Wan. I like Obi-Wan, but um, actually, I really am kind of ahead of him. He doesn't let me do what I want to do. I want to go to the trials. You know, he starts complaining. And he, like, works himself up into, like, this little, like, 
it's not fair. You know, type of, <laughs> he, he never listens. He's never really critical. You know, all this bad stuff about him. And yeah. like, if I was Padme, I'd be like, this is such an awkward situation. Like, please, this is the second time we've hung out since you got back. Like, <laughs> just back off a little bit. Um, But she keeps it really cool. I also think you see, like, so she she says this like all mentors have a way of seeing our faults like she's like turning it mm-hmm. turning yeah. what he's saying into something not positive but like more positive right and i feel like you see bits and pieces of her <clears throat> all throughout this movie where it's like oh that's probably why she was elected queen right like she's very like composed yeah she's very good at like thinking through things mm-hmm. yeah she's a little fiery but and I feel like these are probably things that she was told when she was much younger. Probably like yeah. there's some process where she was training or learning politics and what it would take to be right. you know, in a politic in the Senate or the Queen or whatever. And they're like right. and someone told her these same things when she was saying, Well, I just want to go play Foursquare, but I have to <laughs> practice economics, you know. Right. They play Foursquare, right? That's a that's Yeah, a thing. I think so. Mrs. Smith yeah. rules. <laughs> shout out mrs smith yeah she said we missed the part where she just goes that must be frustrating it's worse that's like one of my favorite parts she like can barely get it out and he's like it's worse yeah we did. <laughs> he's so emotional yeah he it's his downfall yeah and then she's well yeah it's his downfall and it's the jedi councils or the jedi training program teaching him not not teaching him how to deal with his right. emotions um and she calms him down she says it's the only way we grow um with our mentors finding our flaws and he's like yeah. oh, i know <laughs> so <laughs> he just had to like vent a little bit um but yeah so it gets weird oh. here um what is what did she say right before that? Don't grow it. up too fast. Oh right, 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 right. And he stands up like a couple of inches from her face and says, "But I am grown. You said it yourself." And it's like, and then he like he has this normal face, right? He has a normal face. He's saying weird things, but he has a normal face. Right. It's not. And so then bad as soon yet. as he finishes the line, oh. he has that look. Why? Why? It's like he... hard to look at. Did he want to do that look? Did Hayden Christensen want to do that look? Or is it George is, just like, okay. mm, do a little kind of like a stalker type of look? Like, <laughs> okay. It does remind me of how a teenage boy would think a flirting face would look. And it's just more like, no thanks. Yeah. I love how like, she's definitely dealt with people like this before. Yeah. Um, please don't look at me like that. And he's, why not? <laughs> it's the lowering of the head for me. Yeah. Like, like, I think that's what really sets it off is the, like. Yeah. Putting the forehead <laughs> down, but yeah. not losing eye contact. Just like, <laughs> yeah. And and the slight smile, too. Yes. Um, And she just straight up says, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And walks away. So. She's so cool. Yeah. And he still has a weird look as she's walking away. He's like, yeah, um, <laughs> I've got her on the string. Or I've got her on the line. Just got to reel her in. <laughs> like, dude, she's so creeped out right now. 
<laughs> he's like, yeah, I got her. <laughs> he's so proud of himself. <laughs> All right, scene swipe. Um, kind of the last part. Is this the last part of the segment? I don't know. Um, but we see, I guess it's some sort of like airport or transportation place. Um, Padme, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Dorme, and who's the other guy? I missed him. Yeah. What is that? The sen not Senator. Um. Her like bodyguard guy. Is that who it is? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Panaka, but I think that's the one from, did he have an eye patch? Yes. I always forget his name. There's Panaka and there's another guy. Maybe this is Panaka. They're both they're both in Phantom Menace. Um Amidala Bodyguard Eye Patch. See what that comes up with. There he is. Typho. Gregor Typho. Gregor. <laughs> uh Panaka does not have an eye patch. But they look the same. They like dress right? the same. I guess it's just Naboo colors. Oh, probably. They're easy to confuse. Um, but anyways, uh, back to the movie. Dorme is all like, well, "What if someone sees you?" And she's like, "I got my bodyguard with me," and he's in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have her all to myself." That's so strange. <laughs> Um, he's like so distracted and Obi-Wan's like, okay, reel it in, buddy. <laughs> Don't do anything without talking to the council first. And Anakin at first looks like annoyed. He's like, oh man, he's always trying to teach me things. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, that's his job. Um, I had heard actually, so he talks about that he's ready for the trials. Um, I'd actually heard that Anakin never had to go through the trials. I heard it from one of our patrons brad Ooh. aftershock um and he said that anakin never had to go through the actual padawan or jedi trials because they just granted him uh the title because of his um combat his action in combat i thought that was pretty interesting that is interesting yeah doesn't seem right especially so for that's why he didn't get master especially for someone <laughs> How can you be on the council and not be a master? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, dude, just have a seat. <laughs> um, okay. Obi-Wan is like, they're saying goodbye. He's like, I'll get to the bottom of this quickly so you can come back here. Um, and Anakin's like, okay, come on, let's go. Come on. Me and Padme have things to talk about. I brought my nicest smock. <laughs> it's like, dude... Take that thing back to the art department. <laughs> what did you do to that thing? <laughs> that goes back in the kiln room. <laughs> He's supposed to look like a refugee. But she's dressed to the nines still. Like, she's not a refugee. That's true. She is always dressed to the nines. I thought it was supposed to be like, they're taking, they're acting as refugees because they're trying to be subtle, right? And not be noticed. What is she wearing? She's wearing yeah. like a... Like, Technoctic <laughs> Lawn hat. <laughs> Maybe that is subtle for this this place, for Wh Coruscant. <laughs> Where are they fleeing? Naboo? The Mayan temple with that hat? The like, Mayan get out of here. <laughs> Actually, that's a good comparison. She does kind of look like she'd be at a Mayan temple. 
Uh, yeah, she should have dressed more like Dorme. Yeah, a little simpler. But yeah, his is that smock pullover, whatever you call that thing that he's wearing. Is that just so he looks a little like grubby? I think so. Okay. I think he's supposed to, maybe he's supposed to look like her servant. Yeah. Her handmaiden. Yeah. <laughs> they talk about being nervous. Uh he says it's his first assignment. And then oh my word, he has this hilarious joke. <laughs> <laughs> we all laughed so hard at this when he said it. He said, Don't worry, we have our two with us. <laughs> Man. Padme thinks oh, that's hilarious. We just all died. <laughs> R-O-F-L. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good thing they have R2. All right. So, um, they're watching them leave, and Obi-Wan says, I hope they don't try to do anything foolish. Um, and I feel like that's like, yeah, every single person in the situation should be thinking about that. Like, yeah. whether they're thinking even, like, romantically or just in general, don't do anything yeah. foolish. Obi-Wan already knows what anakin's like it seems so weird that he's like okay the council said it so i guess that's just what we'll do but yeah something seems weird about this whole scenario uh yeah but george wrote it that way and that's just the way it is so oh i forgot yeah we do have one more little scene here before it cuts um and that's here we go to the diner dex's diner hey look there's there's sabola <laughs> There's a Doug, an especially dangerous Doug named Sebulba. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Anakin says in Phantom Menace. He calls him a Doug? Yeah, D-U-G-G. That's their oh. that's their race or their species. I don't know what you call them. I didn't know that. An especially dangerous also, Doug. Oh. Especially dangerous. He's a Doug. An especially dangerous Doug named Sebulba. <laughs> this droid. Yeah. She looks like something from a different type of movie. Like what type of movie? How do you feel about a diner like this in the city? I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, that seems a little, like, earthy. Yeah. But I, guess, um, I guess. But I also like it. Yeah. I don't know what you're thinking of, but it's hard for me to not see droids as Star Wars. But, like, with the wheel and, like, the very, very, like, wannabe futuristic type of robot. Like from like the Jetsons or something. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. She looks like she's from the Jetsons. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Did that one have just one wheel? I don't. I can't remember that one. I don't know. But yeah, I like Dex. This is a good part. Um, this is a good character to I introduce. I love Dex. Yeah. You want some you want Jawa some juice? juice? <laughs> <laughs> I love how they like. I love the part where he's hugging Obi-Wan and pulls his pants up at the same time. I know. I'm like, who thought of that? Like, that's such a good, such like a, a practical way to use his other arms, you know? It's just, yeah, it's such a small detail that makes a big difference, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, I want to know a little more backstory on Dex. How does he, how does he know these things? Why would Obi-Wan even go to him about this? Right. Um, how long did it take to grow that mustache? You know, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> Yeah, the important things. Yeah. Um and so Obi-Wan gives him the dart. He's like, "Where where did this come from?" Because the droids couldn't figure it out. And I always whenever I see this, I always think I'm missing a scene, but I think it's a deleted scene where he takes the dart to like the droid analysis people or the analysis droids. Oh. Uh, 
Because it's like at a bank where like, or I don't know if it's like at a bank or like a ticket booth where like they have like a little thing you like put your thing in, you slide it in, and they pick it up out like through a glass panel and they tested it and gave it back oh. to them and said we couldn't find anything on it. But I think it must be a deleted scene um, that I'm thinking yeah. of because he says the droids couldn't figure out where it came from, but he knows right away. Right, Camino saber dart, which is pretty cool. It's the markings on the side that give it away. He says. Um. The droids only look for symbols. Um, and he says a kind of strange line. I would think that the Jedi would know the difference between knowledge and wisdom. I'm like, oh, well, it's not that funny. Is it wisdom? <laughs> Is that wisdom to know that the scratches mean it's from Kamino? It just, yeah. just seems like knowledge. But yeah, just a different type of knowledge. But Yeah, it's a weird line. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much where we end. We get one more line from Obi-Wan. It says, well, if droids could think there'd be none of us here, would there? And that's probably true. True. Yeah. Yep. That's what happened in uh, Miller's versus the Machines. That was cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The movie was so good. Such a good movie. We watched that so many times last year. Oh, my word. <laughs> it was so under... Like, I felt like nobody was talking about it. And I was like, why is nobody watching this movie? Yeah, it was so it was good. So good. He does say something that I think is interesting. He says something about it being beyond the outer rim mm, or something. Right. Which I just learned is called wild space. Right. Yeah. 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 So are, there you go. are you talking about because of the Thrawn books? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah he talks about um, Subterrell. Yeah. Um, Subterrell. I didn't. Doesn't sound like a place. It sounds like working beneath the ground. Sub. Terrell. Oh, yes. Um but uh yeah. He says it's somewhere in here where he saw it. Um where does he say just beyond the Rishi Maze? Next. Is that next minute? Or next yeah. next couple lines here. Just beyond the Rishi Maze. <laughs> and the pocketbook line is next time. Yeah. I like the pocketbook line. What well, do you know? What do you know? Oh, he was prospecting on Sub Terrell. That's where it was. But Subterrell is capitalized, so it must be a planet. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a planet where but you can only survive. Maybe it's called Subterrell. Oh, sorry. Right. Yeah. Maybe you can only survive on that planet underneath of it. That's why it's called Subterrell. Well, he was also prospecting, right. Which is digging. Right. So yeah, something special under the surface of Subterrell. Yeah. Jewels and things. Jewels. Yes. Silver and gold. Yes. Um. And that's it. Yeah. About to get their Jawa juice. Yeah. But uh, we're getting into some of the good parts here. I think it's going to be a little while before we get into some of the stuff I really like. Looking ahead quickly. The Boba fight. Still a while till that. The best part, of course, in the arenas. We'll get there eventually. Let's do... Um, I would like to say thank you to my patrons for supporting the show. You guys are awesome. Uh, we have Allie, Brad, Aaron, Tim, McPeachy, Tyler, Spicy J, Casey, John, Melissa, Dan, Valerie, and Josh. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, Molly, for being here. Of course. And I'm excited for our next dive into this movie. See what awkward yes. situations we're going to be in with Anakin and his eyes. Yeah, I feel like I didn't... <sighs> When I just, like, watch the movie, I don't really think about it, but I feel like now that I'm, like, really analyzing it, right. I'm like, 
Oh, man. Yeah, because we're like watching it very slowly. And it's like, yes. oh, this is a lot longer than normal. Like, yes. I don't usually spend three minutes looking at those eyes. But yes, <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's what we're doing. We're finding all the cool yeah. things, though. Yeah, all the cool things. Cool. Like Jar Jar in the background. Exactly. Twice. Yes. Twice. Twice. And uh, all right. that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be safe. Be courteous. Bye. See you later, alligator.